the future of work and the future for workers is changing. From new technologies and talent strategies to the management of tomorrow's workforce. Tap in to Manpower Group Talent Solutions' 60 years of expertise and join us for the Transform Talent Podcast, your guide to talent market trends, new technologies, and winning talent solutions. Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of the Transform Talent Podcast. We are your hosts, Dominika Gausa and April Clark. In this episode, we'll talk about entrepreneurship, work readiness, financial literacy, employability, and job creation amongst young people, as well as about Junior Achievement Europe, Europe's largest education program provider with over 4 million young people going through their programs each year. Last year, we had a pleasure to speak with Salvatore Nigro, Chief Executive Officer of Junior Achievement Europe, Malfit Brath, Regional Managing Director Nordic and Baltics of Manpower Group, and Josephine Daly-Templar, co-founder of Rostro, the 2019 Manpower Group Ready for Work Award winner at the JA Europe Company of the Year competition. And we'll make sure to link this episode in the podcast description. Today, we'd like to showcase the 2021 winner of Manpower Group's Ready for Work Award, Sheer Joy. We would like to learn about the one-year mentoring program developed for the winning student team by Right Management, as well as about the winning team's development and learnings. To talk to us about this exciting topic, we've invited Michelle DeBriner, Managing Consultant, Right Management. Welcome, Michelle. Hello. And Sheer Joy's co-founders, Axel Anderson and Isaac Lager. It's great to have you with us today, Axel and Isaac. Thank you, it's great to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. But uh, let me start with Michelle first. And Michelle, since uh, we are talking about young people's careers, could you please share what was your first job and what it taught you? Uh, yes, of course I can. Uh, so uh, for those who know me a little bit, uh, I'm basically an archaeologist. So my first job was uh, being a researcher at the University of Leuven uh, for 10 years. And, and besides the fact that I teach young students at that point in time, uh, I was also doing my PhD and I led the excavations to the Middle East uh, for the university. Every year when I had to uh, form an excavation team uh, to start off heading for Syria. I knew that I only had these people with me for two months. If someone got ill, I had to send them back. But because of restrictions, I could not replace them. So my first exercise was to hire or to compose a team of young, good students, excavators, who were able to sit down through the whole journey of two and a half months in the desert. So uh, learning fast about people's skill, uh, getting a good eye on who's going to be there and who's not going to be afraid or becoming uh, quickly ill was uh, one of the lessons I learned uh, quite directly. And that's uh, such a great story. I had no idea that our colleagues uh, in Talent Solutions uh, used to used to do that. that. That's great. That's a great learning. Thanks. So moving to Junior Achievement uh, Europe, could you please explain what it is all about and how Manpower Group is involved? Yes, of course. Uh, Junior Achievement Europe is actually all about, and I think Axel and Isaac can better explain that, it's the best of the best. You know, it's uh, it's uh, when, when all students did their, uh, let's say, um, 
their exercises and their competition in the countries. The best of each country is then selected to compete against each other in, in the European uh, level. And that's what ju Junior Achievement Europe is all about. So you have the best 40 countries in Europe, well, the, the best teams of uh, the countries, getting together and doing their stuff and trying to beat each other in a European competition on different, different levels. Because we, from Manpower Group, if I recall well, the first pilot we did was in 2015, 2016. And then we get a first uh, partnership three years from 2017. And very quickly, we became a European gold partner uh, as of 2019. And we have been, well... Um, Ever since also in the jury, uh, Manpower Group uh, was very actively involved in different uh, elements of uh, junior achievement. But foremost uh, in this case, and where I was uh, brought into five years ago, was being a jury member for uh, the Ready for Work competition uh, of the Manpower Group. And the Ready for Work Award, if I say not competition, is all about youngsters getting ready for work. And of course, as a jury member, we try to get the skill sets uh, right, uh, detect the potential that's there for uh, these young uh, people uh, in order to get ready for their first job. And that's uh, such an amazing initiative, especially that we're facing talent shortage. And, you know, we also recently learned that JA Worldwide, the founding body of JA Europe, was nominated for the 2022 Nobel Prize. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it's astonishing. Just, huh? Yeah, it's an incredible achievement and it only showcases uh, JA's global reach and their success in delivering the empowerment to youth at scale. And what I found on their website, and I really like this, and their ability to find unity in diversity. And yeah. we are incredibly proud to be JA's partner. Absolutely. And as a if I can add to that, uh, Dominica, it's also about the energy. When you're there, uh, I just came back a few weeks ago from Tallinn, uh, the 2022 edition, uh, 750 people, a uh, lot of energy, uh, stages, uh, exercises, pitches, uh, stands. Uh, it's all a big fuss, but then you see, okay, this is the future we're looking at. You know, this is the future of talent that will roll over on the labor market, uh, making sure that companies will have the talent that they need in order to succeed tomorrow. Let's talk about Sheerjoy now. Let's talk about our youth, the young talent that we have today with us. So Sheerjoy creates sustainable products that are made of Swedish sheep's wool waste. And in February 2021, Sheerjoy generated the revenue of 2,000 Swedish kroner and made profit of 22,000 Swedish kroner. And that is almost 2,200 euros of revenue and 2,200 euros of profit. So, April, I think the next question is uh, belongs to you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to Dominika uh, talk about all the success that you've had, and it's just so incredibly inspiring, not only, I think, to, to those of us in business in general, but just to, to young entre entrepreneurs. The Manpower Group's Ready to Work Award is granted to the student teams that best demonstrate work readiness skills, such as collaboration, leadership, learnability, which is the desire and ability to continually learn and develop new skills. Tell us, you know, what is the story behind Sheer Joy? Well, 
it all goes back to the first couple of days when the course entrepreneurship in upper secondary school that really involves JA. And the first couple of days, we had no idea what to do. It was a blank canvas with so many opportunities, but we had no idea they were all there. And we started brainstorming about what are we going to do with this year? And so we threw out some ideas and we wrote them down on paper and we were like, okay, yeah, 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 some of them worked. And then Isaac Drugge, who's our third member and uh, who became CEO of the, of the mini company, he pitched this wild card idea and we were like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll bring this on and we'll see how it sounds. And then we went to our teachers and we pitched three ideas. Two of them, we were fairly certain they were going to work. But the third idea was Isaac's wildcard. And when we presented them, our teacher said, go with the third one. Not a chance you're doing the other one when you got this idea. <laughs> the wildcard always wins, right? The wildcard always <laughs> wins. I'm going to tell you what the wildcard was now, because it's amazing. And it all comes down to, to Isaac Druga's family and his roots. He, in his family, ha he has relatives who are sheep farmers. And his, he told us when we pitched these ideas that one day his brother, who's called Malte, he came home and he said, today I've helped dig down about a metric ton of wool in the ground. And he's like, well, okay, what? Yeah, was there like pests or something? Is it, is it bad? No, it's, it's perfectly good wool. And Isaac couldn't for the life of me figure out why anyone would throw away huge amounts of perfectly good sheep's wool. And then he talked to his relatives and they told him that each year in Sweden about, let me see if I got the right figure, about 1,200 to 1,500 tons of wool, that's about 55 to 70% of the annual production, gets thrown away. Perfectly good wool. Wow. And he told us, and he told us also that this is because in Sweden, we don't have the great infrastructure to take care of the oldest wool. So it's cheaper, it's cheaper for the farmers to take this wool, dig it into the ground, put all of this energy and work into it, than it is to sell it and get yarn or anything else back. That's amazing that that's what they have to do versus, you know, turn a profit from it. Yeah, it's, it's a byproduct for many of the farmers, it's just a byproduct. And in Europe alone, we, we really started retrading this when we got to European level. But we had no idea that 150,000 tons of European sheep's wool gets thrown away each year. And then we thought, what can we do about this? Because we, we can't let this be. And it's a great resource. Wool's, wool has a lot of perfect potentials and it just gets thrown away. So this is really when, when we all got involved. And Isaac, you can tell us more about what we actually did with all this wasted wool. Yeah. So first we started to research everything we could. What, what kind of market are we looking for? Uh, what is our consumers? What are they looking for? And then we backtracked to like... 1800s and looked what did they use the wool for then and then we realized our like main product just selling the wool as this 
for like homeowners to use on their gardens to provide nutrition to hold water to yeah to be like a natural fertilizer for all of the plants that was like the beginning and then we just went to every possible idea and tried to figure out what can we do to use as much wool as possible and yeah it worked it worked and then you know after some time you became the winner of our award so congratulations it's great to hear how this uh, how this idea was was born so michelle you worked on developing the mentoring program that is offered to the ready for work award winners uh, could you tell us more about the program and uh, what students can learn from it and if you could just mention if you're using any specific tools or methodology from right management yes of course um Maybe a little history about the fact that the mentoring program was created after we saw these great young people standing on stage receiving a ready-for-work award. And we were wondering, like, uh, what can we do once they are proclaimed the winners of the ready-for-work award? And because of at the Manpower Group, we care very much about talent and certainly future talent. We were looking at, okay, what, what can we do? And so we created and designed a mentoring program that helps young talent to become more self-aware, uh, first of all, of their individual potential, as well as the power of a team. Because that's an important, there is a team on stage, not only one person. So talent at a premium is what they need to be and to become a game changer. So we thought, okay, what do we have within right management? We're, we're the talent expert. So we created a program that is a mixture between individual sessions, group sessions with different tools in order to help them, let's say, propulse even further their talents that they gradually discovered by doing this program with JA and try to enforce the good parts of what they already learned from themselves, help them with certain blind spots and move them forward to their competencies and their capabilities that they will need in the future. And so the, the tools that we use, that we also use within the right management world, uh, first of all, is a personality questionnaire called Berkman. And with that personality questionnaire, and they might directly explain it a little bit later, they can learn much more about how their most natural behavior is about, but also stress behavior, needs, and their interests, not only as an individual, but also as a team. So we can start building on that in order to uh, follow up on what can they do even to improve as a team. And we all know that Team management, but also teamwork later on in life will be uh, very important because I don't know a company of one person, right? So the other side that we did uh, besides that is look at, we have other very nice tools within the Manpower Group, Learnability Quotient. We constantly talk about learnability. What is your learnability scale? How do you Uh, let's say, um, nurture your own learnability and what can we learn? How do you learn? 
what is your most easy way to learn? How can you nurture that, develop that further? And finally, we look at skill development. We look at what type of skills do you have already? Which one would you like to dedicate a little bit more time on? What would you like to develop? And during the individual sessions, and especially with the, the wonderful platform that we have, Ride Coach, we offer them also individual coaching on specific topics about skill development and how they can move forward in the team. And then finally, the mentoring program always ends again with a big bang. That means that we have uh, a team meeting at the end uh, to just bring everything together in a big puzzle and see, okay, what did we learn? What are we going to continue to work about if they start off their own company for real? What are the extra dimensions you need to look for? We sometimes also involve uh, experts from the manpower group, financial people, marketing people to uh, support these youngsters in this whole uh, program. So the mentoring program is really about supporting, helping to grow, give them extra energy but certainly help them give orientation and direction in their future plans. Sounds like a wonderful program. It really is going deep to ensure that um, these young entrepreneurs are successful. Isaac and Axel, I'd love to hear about your learnings from the mentoring program, especially what are some key learnings that you took away both personally and professionally? Yeah, there there were so many, so many great learnings. I remember the startup session. We have this, this picture of the whiteboard we all drew on. During these two days, and that was—I mean, it's just so many. It's hard to pick one, but okay. If if I if I can narrow it down to two, it's personal learning. Is there are so many behaviors in life that I mean I do without thinking about subconsciously. One thing is that I'm when I need to finish a project or finish a piece of work, I usually get stuck on a certain part of it. And then I continue on that, and then I continue on that, and I I don't really come to the phase of actually finishing the whole project. And I, I've known myself, for, I, I mean, I know myself well enough to know, okay, I do that, but I doing this test like the Berkman that Michelle talked about, it, it figured out that, okay, my natural behavior when I'm the most pleased is doing these creational stuff when I get to sketch, I get to create. And as soon as I get stressed and I go into my stress behavior, I move toward more of a doer and a communicator and organizer, more into what we would call the center of the square. And so I, I get more things done when I'm stressed. But actually understanding and understanding that and putting it into words, is, it's, it's been really enlightful. One thing also that I take away, especially from those first days, is that we had so many models on that whiteboard, and they were mainly simple models, like square with four quadrants. And I think I really learned that the strength of simple models is it's that they're so easy to keep in your head, you actually use them instead of just having them. Right. It's great not to get too complicated to keep things moving along, it sounds like. Isaac, how about you? Yeah, like Axel said, the Berkman test, personality test, was amazing at figuring out who I was, who I am. Like, I always thought I was this. But then 
when we had answered the, those like 50 questions and it said, you are this kind of person, you will gain energy from doing this kind of work. I was like, huh, this is like Isaac Lager on the page. This is absolutely who I am. And I never thought a couple of questions could have that kind of power over yeah, realizing who I am. So that was like, yeah, having something that, yeah, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I need to do to be happy at like workplace or with if I start a company or something like that. And then I also learned how I should plan my work days or just my days in general. I, how I should structure them to make it so I'm as efficient as possible. Uh, so we had like a square with four smaller squares in them where we could say this is like high priority. This is what I want to give to someone else that maybe can do it faster, do a better job or something, something that's not critical and something that I won't put my uh, like put any thought into. And that has really helped me at my current job. Yeah, it sounds like you both were able to learn how to leverage your strengths and also, you know, some skills on how to move forward. So that's fantastic. I would like to come back to Michelle and ask about uh, any future developments that Manpower Group is working on with uh, Junior Achievement. We are constantly looking at uh, new ways of doing things, uh, working on um, the ways that, that skills are also evolving. There is uh, the future skill Z, yeah, because we were getting into the Z generation already. We were talking about Gen E and the Gen E prizes. Uh, and we're also doing a lot of white paper research uh, around uh, the ability, but also the necessity of the type of skills that we will need in the future. And uh, of course, we're also looking at the development of the skills that youngsters uh, develop uh, already in the early age which will be also necessary. Because don't forget, we already published that years ago, that 60% of the jobs in 2025 don't exist today. And so if we want to get people future ready with the talent that they need, we need to look and we need to think about what type of future skills are there uh, available, but maybe also are not there yet, but needs to be developed at high scale and at full scale in order to be ready uh, for what the future will bring. Because many jobs that we cannot even consider of being existent will exist within a few years. Uh, and that's where we are heading for with uh, JA to look constantly, what do we need? What type of skill sets do we need? What type of creativity in skill building, but also future capabilities are a real necessity in the future workplace. And, uh, you know, you were talking about skills and I mentioned talent shortage before. We hear a lot about it. And according to Manpower Group Talent Shortage Survey, three of every four, which is 75%, companies have reported talent shortages and difficulty hiring. And it's a 16-year high. Which is, which is a bit scary. We have here our young entrepreneurs. So I was wondering if you could share what skills those young people should be focusing on to future proof their careers. 
We talked about it extensively, of course, already in their development plan. Let me say that, and I know I sound repetitive, but uh, learnability is one of the most important ones. It's the ability to learn fast and quickly. And uh, usually to entrepreneurs, I give them always the same quote like, uh, fail fast, but learn faster. Um, because we will endeavor uh, in new engagements, in, in new world organization, in new economic realities that we cannot even start to consider what they will impact, what impact they will have. So you need to learn uh, constantly. Uh, there will be exploratory exercises. So learnability is one of them. And another one is problem-solving skills because we are in a constant change. That means that uh, through the economic transformation, the energy transformation that we're looking through, but also the cultural transformation that we're going through, we need... Uh, a lot of problem-solving skills in order to come up with new ideas, to find new solutions. And this together with a third very important one is teamwork. We are not able to do it alone. So in teamwork, I mean coordination, communication together. And all these elements are very powerful together. Learnability, everything that's got to do with communication, teamwork, and problem-solving skills are critical towards the future. That's a great summary, I think, of, of what we need to be successful, whether you're young or experienced in your career, right? <laughs> All the lessons apply. Can um, you imagine I learn every day? Absolutely. Each year when I do the mentoring program, I get so much back. And also for me as a professional, I learn constantly. Mm -hmm. It's It's something that we need to adapt ourselves to, and then you will see the fun part of it and, and the great experience that you will have. Indeed. It keeps you engaged and excited about what you're doing. Excellent, Isaac. You know, I'd love to hear your advice for young aspiring entrepreneurs now that you're experts through the program. Oh, you called me an expert. You called us experts. That's uh, the pressure <laughs> on us. <laughs> yeah, but this this question to give a piece of advice we've gotten it so many times but i think it's it's the same one that pops up to me almost every time and that's that's is that communication is key if you don't talk to each other as soon as it's possible everything will break apart i've worked so long that i know that any team any team that that starts to crack even in the beginning only a little will turn into a disaster and so we put together a plan for how we should act when when we need to communicate with weekly meetings and open dialogue. That is great advice and such an important skill. Isaac, do you have anything to add? One thing that we did with our mini company was we, from the beginning, we aimed really high. So we also knew that we lacked a lot of competencies like economics and like wool in general. So we decided to ask for help for like the biggest ones in, uh, in our local area for help. How do we do this? And that's, that's like the one tip I would give. Always ask for help because many people have walked the road of creating company or whatever business you're in. It, that road is already paved. You don't have to like reinvent the wheel 
So ask for help and you will learn a lot quicker. Yeah, they always say, you know, having vulnerability is an asset because you're able to really open yourself up to new thinking and ideas by asking for help and asking for suggestions. So really good, great advice for everyone. And I thank you both for sharing. And thank you, Michelle, for connecting us with sheer joy. It was wonderful to have you here today on our 23rd episode of the Transform Talent Podcast. And I hope our listeners enjoyed learning about these amazing young entrepreneurs as much as we did. And to all our listeners, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review in your favorite podcast listening app. See you at the next episode. Bye-bye. The Transform Talent Podcast, because we know the right talent transforms organizations and helps your business flourish. Talent solutions, business and talent aligned. Mm -hmm.